0: Great content does not happen by accident. The more planning you do up front, the better your results will be. Today, I sat down and talked with Sam Von Tobel about content calendars, scheduling content, and in general, creating a content program that delivers results. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And with me today, I've got Sam Vontobel back in the studio. Hey, Sam. Hi, Lorraine. How are you? I'm... Great! Hey, Sam, we're kicking off another year of content planning here at the Peg.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of my favorite sayings—believe me, you have lots of sayings that <laughs> circulate around Round Peg—is great content doesn't happen by accident. And uh, you know, ever since I heard you say that, that one's really struck true. Like you say, it's the perfect time to really start thinking about your content calendar for 2020.
0: Absolutely. And so, as people are trying to create great content and not do it by accident, what Kind of things should they be thinking about and including in the development of their content calendar
1: right I think a great place to start is you know what is a content calendar so what we do a lot of the times is we just do it in a simple Excel sheet and we break out each month gets their own column each row is different kind of fill in the blank here and that's kind of the stuff you talked about really thinking about themes thinking about seasonality I mean every month is going to be drastically different for your business
0: as you're thinking about that, some businesses are very seasonal. For Mm -hmm. example, we work with Randall Beans. I talk about them a lot. And January is chili month and July is bean burgers. And there's a definite rhythm. Some businesses are not as seasonal, but you can still create events like our flooring company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. January could be your big time year to run your big financing campaign. uh, And you may follow that up again in July, things like that. You know, flooring isn't necessarily seasonal, like you said, but you can really highlight it by focusing on big campaigns. You know, some people may focus in on the holidays, uh, different things like that.
0: Well, you can also do things where if you have a lot of products like our flooring company, You could say, you know what, January is going to be carpet month and Mm February is going to be flooring. So you start planning based on some of your themes. Maybe there's seasonality. Maybe there are promotions. What else should you include in the planning, kind of laying down some of that calendar?
1: Right. A lot of these are kind of big picture things. And then I like to get a little bit closer and start going month by month. and and how to really reinforce these themes, these campaigns, these things that you're going to be really focusing on any given month. And a lot of that is planning out what you're going to write about in your blog. What kind of posts are going to be important to really back up these themes? What are you going to put on social media to back it up as well? Compounding on top of that email, what are you going to send out? Um, Are you going to plan on having a big kind of reminder about this big promotion? Are you going to have a a real big push for a certain product or a certain bean? Um, You know, going back to Randall, we consider the seasonality. We think about what people are going to be wanting to eat. And we have a collection of cookbooks, and we always choose one that's really the spotlight of that month. Obviously, you know, January is going to be chilly. Um, you know, winter, uh, summertime, excuse me, we're going to be talking about salads and things like that because, you know, it's not necessarily the time of year for big, hearty, heavy, hot stews, that kind of thing.
0: And I also think as you're looking at kind of that month by month, you might look at things like are we going to run a contest? Mm-hmm. And if we're going to run a contest in March, what's that going to require in terms of do we need to build a landing page? Are we going to need to have special graphics to tell that story
1: really the advantage of that in a content calendar is you're not going to get surprised mm-hmm. if, if you really are meticulous about it and take the time to plan you're not going to run into this big promotion you have in a couple months ago oh crap we didn't make any graphics or or we need to spin up a landing page and you know in, in a couple days and we need to make sure this form's all set so you really kind of help yourself get in line.
0: That is, I think, one of the biggest challenges that small businesses run into when they're trying to work on their social media is it always feels like everything is in the moment in the moment. Right. And I got to tell you, we manage social media for a lot of different companies. If I was trying to do all of it in real time, all the time, I'd go absolutely nuts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a fair amount of Tools and platforms and stuff out there you know you got your hoot suites you got your buffers and each of them kind of come with their own advantages disadvantages things they do well things they don't do well i think one that we've been kind of really taking a shine to lately is ShareKit.
0: i've been really impressed you know one of the challenges that we've seen with social media is the rules change mm-hmm. all the time and recently what we've noticed is that when you start scheduling content in advance using any of the third-party tools You grab the link and the image that's displaying isn't right, it isn't the right size, it isn't the right image, or maybe the message is wrong, and suddenly you can't get that share on social media to look the way you want it to, and I think that's one of the advantages, one of the things I've been really impressed with ShareKit is it really allows you to customize link previews on platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And it allows you to modify and really make what you're presenting look the way you want it to.
1: Yeah, and that that's such a big deal on social media. You know, there is so much being thrown at people when they jump in their Twitter, when they jump on their Facebook. You're competing with so much other real estate if your really catchy, flashy featured image isn't coming through right or it's the wrong size, or it's blown up really big and all pixelated, it's going to be hard to get people's attention that you really only have a small window to really grab them, see what, you're, see what you're offering, make them click through, learn more.
0: Absolutely, and one of the things that we've wrestled with is when all the different platforms keep changing their rules, I have to keep running to Simon going, Simon, what's wrong with our featured image? Simon, what's wrong with our featured image? And I'm lucky that I have a Simon. Right. But a lot of small businesses don't have an IT team or someone who can dive in and customize on the back end of your website. And this really allows you with no IT skills at all. Anybody can go in and change a link preview with ShareKit and you can customize everything. You can change the link title, the description. We were so excited about this product that we actually invited ShareKit to be a sponsor of today's episode. And we're going to include a link to sharekit.io in the show notes. Check it out. Beyond just sharing the content, what's the last thing that you need to include in your content planning if you're going to have a successful year?
1: Well, I would say all this work is for nothing if you're not really knowing what the impact of what you're doing is. So don't wait for the end of the month. Jump in and look at the numbers now. It gives you the opportunity to adjust. You can you can look in and see, hey, this is really working. I'm gonna pat myself on the back and maybe make some small tweaks. Or you might look at the ad you're running saying, man, this is really bombing. I need to stop this, I need to reevaluate so I'm not just throwing money down the drain. Looking, adjusting, Always looking at the numbers
0: absolutely one of the things that you can do in your content calendar to kind of bring this full circle is each month as you're setting up your calendar and your plans is start the month with this is my objective I want 200 people to come to my website I want 10 people to fill out a form then Look at it, as you said, in the middle of the month, are you close? At the end of the month, did we hit it? Why or why not? Too often, business owners manage their marketing almost in the rear view mirror. We didn't get the results we wanted last month. Well, what did you want? Well, more than I got. Right. And so I think the trick is really to put a bar out there and then figure out whether you hit it or you didn't.
1: Yeah, and you know, sometimes coming up short can be disappointing, but it can also kind of fuel you and give you good direction for the future.
0: Awesome. Sam, this was really good. Thank you very much. Yeah, of
1: course. Thanks, Lorraine.
0: If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about content planning, be sure to check out our webinars on that topic. You'll find that information at the digitaltoolboxin.com. And look for more episodes of More Than a Few Words. When you find them, listen to More Than One. They're short. Share them with a friend or leave a review. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.